Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also watch these episodes on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? If you're watching on YouTube, Please hit the subscribe button, smash the like button, and leave some feedback. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was really awesome. I mean, nothing but sports, right? Food and sports. And uh, I did I did make a little mistake last week when I was talking about Friday. Uh, I meant to say a food hangover, and I left the food part out. I just said just a hangover, but uh, I met I met food hangover. But uh, Thanksgiving football games were great. Uh, all the games. Uh, we had World Cup soccer games on on Friday. I mean, just it was just a great long weekend. Um, the football fantasy. I was three and zero this week. Uh, I won all three by double digits. In fact, my Sunday, the three games on Sunday, I was so far ahead. I mean, I'm sorry, on Thursday, the Thanksgiving games i was so far ahead uh i was just kind of coasting all weekend because i knew uh i knew i had it in the bag um the soccer u.s soccer they're advancing uh out of the initial um play-in stage to the knockout round so that was pretty exciting um yeah so it was just it was a great weekend uh and the food was always good too i'm not a turkey guy uh and Last year, last couple of years, we had standing rib roast for Thanksgiving, but this year we went back to uh, uh, a poultry, but it was chicken. We did a couple of roast chickens this year. But anyways, uh, huge shout out to Nick uh, on Instagram at the underscore slab underscore exchange for a great interview uh, that dropped Monday. If you missed that, definitely go back and listen to that. Uh, Shout out to Nick uh, for a speedy recovery. I know he had some surgery this week. So uh, thinking of you, buddy. Hope uh, things are going well. Uh, shout out to Rob, sports card therapist. We did our joint episode. That dropped on Black Friday. That was fun, too. Uh, and if you didn't hear that, definitely go back and check that one out, too. Uh, I'm also uh, some exciting news. I'm going to be doing a roundtable hobby discussion with Rob, sports card therapist, uh, Cousins Collectibles, Tony and Oz, and Shane from Sports Card Nobody podcast. Um, I think we're going to be doing that this week, so look for that to drop maybe next week uh, or the week after at the latest. Did the White Plains show this weekend in Terrytown, New York. Uh, shout out to my man John from Behind the Diamond for getting me into the show. Uh, it was a great show. Looking, Definitely looking forward to doing this one uh, again in January. 
Uh, it was great to see some people I haven't seen in a while. Uh, fellow Wolfpack member Craig, New York City Sports Cards, and Crosstown Cardboard Podcast. Uh, Craig took a subway, a train, and an Uber to get to the show and to get home from the show. So uh, shout out to you. Uh, appreciate the dedication, brother. Always good to see you. Harvey at Moochie Hobby Cards. Uh, he drove from Long Island. I haven't seen Harvey in a while. Harvey lived in the city, moved out to Long Island, and uh, I hadn't seen him probably since last spring uh, at one of the shows since he moved. So uh, he made the trip out. So it was great to see you, Harvey, uh, and catching up with you. And my man, Jerry, uh, not on social media. I'm just going to call you not on social media, Jerry. <laughs> He's just another dealer at a show. Uh, always good to see you too. Uh, and a shout out to all the listeners who stopped by to say hello. I appreciate all of you. So the show, uh, the traffic was crazy busy on Saturday, crazy busy. And in fact, I was messaging uh, with some people that weren't there, my fellow uh, Wolfpack members saying, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, I might have to uh, body surf out of here. There was just so many people in there on Saturday. It was just crazy traffic. It was good to see. It was definitely good to see all the uh, all the traffic on Saturday. And Sunday had good traffic, too. It definitely wasn't. Saturday was definitely the busiest day. Uh, but there was good traffic on Sunday, too. I was surprised. I know some of the shows I do a two-day show that the Saturday's busy and Sunday really drops off. But the... Uh, the, the Sunday show definitely had good traffic. I was happy to see that. Um, so today's episode, are dealers honest at card shows? Are dealers honest at card shows? Uh, being in the hobby, I want to believe most are. But I think, you know, we run into a few now and then that, that just aren't. Uh, and I know... And I'm seeing this more and more at the shows uh, where people coming to the table. And if you're a dealer, I think you've seen this too. I don't think this just happens to me. Although I think people may come to me because I may look more honest or more approachable. I'm not sure. But they come up and they'll say, and sometimes, like sometimes it's a, it's a kid. But a lot of times it's a parent with a kid, right? They'll come up and the parent will be like, hey, we just bought this. Um did we get beat? And I'm like, well, wait, what? <laughs> if you bought it from somebody, why are you asking me this? Right. Um, and it's usually a parent who knows nothing about the cards, right? Maybe the kid's like, yeah, I want this. I want this. And the parents like, here's the money and they buy it and they walk off and the parents starts thinking to themselves that I just throw my money away or whatever. Now, now all of a sudden they want confirmation that, that it was a, that it was a good, you know, a good sale. It was a good purchase. Um, and I always ask them, did you do your diligence? Did you do your due diligence? Did you look up comps? Did you pay sticker price? Uh, I always use this line, and I'm going to shout out uh, Dave at Extraordinary Cards because I heard him say it in an interview. Uh, if you paid sticker price on a card, one of us made a mistake. Either you paid too much for it or I sold it too cheap. And that's basically... When you're at a show, it just holds true. And I know that. I don't, I don't expect anyone to walk up to my table and say, wow, I like that card. How much? 
here's the money, I'm taking it and walking away. It just doesn't happen. Uh, people understand that they come up, they look up comps, we talk about it, we discuss it, you know, and we make a price. But what happens when somebody doesn't know how to look up comps? And I've had some kids show up at my table and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want that card. And I'm like, okay. And they start pulling the money out. And I'm like, how do you know that that's the right price? And then they look at me and the parent will look at me and they'll be, and I'll say, well, did you look it up? Do you know, I, I, I could be, I could be charging you way too much money for that. How do you, how do you know what that card? And I, you know, I, I think, and, and, and maybe I might get yelled at, right? Maybe other dealers are like, well, why would you tell people this? Right. But I, I just think it's fair. I think it's fair for both ends. If you want to keep people in the hobby and you want people to have good experiences, they need to know what they're doing. I spend a lot of time uh, at, at the shows showing people like showing a parent like here, do you, do you have a smartphone? Go to eBay. This is what you do. And I show them, I show them how to go look at what recent sales were because they see people looking over. They see people taking pictures. Um, I helped two people, you know, install the alt app on their phone this weekend so they could use alt. Um, and it was, a, it was a, you know, a father with his kid just so, cause he knows nothing about the cards, absolutely nothing about the cards. So, and you know, the kids like seven, eight, nine, ten, like that. I mean, they want everything. And they may convince the parents maybe they do know. And let me tell you, there are some kids at, the, at that age that they know exactly what the price is. They know better than I do what the price of things are. They're, you don't need to teach those kids anything. But then there's other kids that are just getting into it. They know there's a friend, one of their friends or their cousin or their brother. like somebody's into it. So they're going to get into it. But it needs to be a good experience for them right? We all need as dealers, we all need to provide a good experience. We're there. We want sales. We want to make some money, but we need to provide a good experience for these people too. If we want them to keep coming back, if you want people to like this hobby, you don't want people to show up in the hobby and feel like somebody just ripped them off. You know, if, if as a parent, right, if I if took my child to one of these shows and it was the first time and I'm like, well, I really don't know anything, but his little friend does it. He wants to get involved. And I show up and, and my son says, hey, you know, I want to buy this card for a hundred dollars. Is that what you want? What would I say? Here you go. Here's the money. Now, if 10 or 15 minutes later, little, you know, my son's friend comes over and says, how much? Oh, my God, that's a twenty five dollar card. Why would you pay a hundred dollars? I'll tell you it right now. I'm never taking them to a card show again. We're not doing this again. You wait till you get older and you're spending your money and you know what's going on, right? This is the kind of attitude as a parent I would have. And I know other parents would have that same attitude. So we need to provide a good experience uh, to them. I never tell them whether it was a good deal or not. And right, teach a man to fish, look up. I, I let them figure figure out. You, they're going to figure out right now at my table if they they paid a good price or a bad price for the card. And this and and this, I think, is the best way to handle these situations. This is the best way I handle this situation. If somebody comes up and shows me a card and said, even somebody walked up to me and said, "I just bought this card and and I had the same card in my case," and they said, "I paid more than than what you're asking for it." Okay. I mean, what am I going to say? Did you look it up? Did you look up the comps of the card? Did, do you know, is there something different about that card? Is that card, uh, 
just because they're the same card as yours. Mine's graded is yours graded. Um, mine's a 10 is your, you know, wh whatever it is. Uh, but I'm still not going to tell them if it was a good purchase or a bad purchase. Um, I'm going to let them figure it out on the, figure it out for themselves. Um, I also tell them, I don't know what transpired at another table. So if you're coming to my table, I really, we can talk about my cards, but I'm not, I don't want to talk about, well, he, the dealer told me this, or he said this, or I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. And we're at my table now. So if we want to talk about my cards, we can talk about my cards. Um, I just, I just know that I, I've seen a few things that people coming and say it, telling me what they paid for cards. And I was very surprised. Um, and I certainly didn't want to be the bearer of bad news to them. Uh, this, I, I, I'm going to drop to a few of my own experiences. Um, talking from something that, you know, has happened with me. So I was looking at a card at another table. Uh, and I looked up comps on a card. I looked up the last three comps. It was a BGS 9.5 gem mint. Uh, the last three comps were 190, 215, and 227. And I asked the dealer, hey, what's the price on this? He said 350. I said, I think you might be a little high. Do you have room on the card? He said, no, I'm low. The comps on that, that card are 550. I said, 550? I said, are you sure? You know, and I pulled my phone back out again and I looked it up. I said, no, I said, I've got, I've got three. I can see the three cards right here. Uh, he said, no, 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 that's not the same card. I said, well, it is the same card. It's a, you know, it's a BGS 9.5. He said, no, no, this has a 10 subgrade. So, so it, it, it sells as a, if you look at that and there's a 10 subgrade in the 9.5, it's a, it's priced as a PSA 10. And I said, wait, what? I said, but it's not a PSA 10. It's a BGS 9.5. He said, but it has a 10, 110 subgrade in it. It makes it a PSA 10 price. I said, no, it doesn't. He said, of course it does. You can ask anybody in this room. <laughs> I said, huh. okay, but, but it's still a BGS 9.5. And here's the last three that sold. And as I opened up the first one that had a 10 subgrade, he goes, hey, look, I'm not going to stand here and argue with my price. It's, you know, it, this is my price, you know, just. And he walked away. He just he didn't walk away. He started talking to somebody else. And I said, okay. I mean, I don't know if he was annoyed at me because I was calling him on what he was saying. Um, but is this what we're telling people? You know, this is this is is this our sales pitch to people? Um, if your price is three fifty, that's fine. But don't try to tell me there's something more magical about your BGS nine five than all the other ones that are selling. Um, and I think, I think that's maybe where, where we get into this, this little gray area of, of, you know, what is the sales pitch? Because I'm certainly not going to tell people on all my nine BGS 9.5s that if it has a 10 subgrade, it should be priced a PSA 10 because I'm just going to go buy a PSA 10. Right. I'm not going to buy it as a BGS 9.5 because they both sell at two different prices. Another experience I had, I purchased a graded card. 
that was in a sleeve and it had a had a white sticker on the back with the price tag on the white sticker and i remember looking at the card and i remember turning it over and i just thought to myself that's that's strange that it has a big sticker on it when a price tag so i talked i negotiated with the dealer we went back and forth um and i purchased the card went back to my table finished out the show i threw it in my box and i got home took it out and as i was taking it out i realized that that sticker was on the inside of the sleeve the grade the, the graded sleeve and i said oh immediately i thought to myself oh it's probably a non-stick you know for the price to be on the inside and then as i got to it and i started peeling off that white thing I realized why that sticker was there. So now somebody took a permanent magic marker and they circled a crack in the back of the slab. Now there's a big white sticker over this, hiding the fact that there was permanent magic marker circling a crack in the slab. Clearly a cover-up. <laughs> Clearly a cover-up. A little dishonest? I think so. Because if I had that card, I would tell people right away, hey, there's a little crack in the back. You know what? The price is supposed to be this. It's got a little crack in the back. I could take, you know, I'll reduce the price of it. Now, I bought that card basing it on comps that that slab case was in perfect condition. Luckily enough that that card was going into my PC. Um I took a little nail polish remover. I removed off the, uh, the the permanent marker, and it's gonna sit in my PC. If I if I wish, I could send it into uh, to BG, uh, you know, Beckett, send it back to them to have it re-slabbed um, without the without the crack in the case. But it's not it's not that big of a deal right now, and it wasn't. The card was expensive enough that it would have made a difference with the pricing with a crack in the back of it. You know, sometimes if a card is cheap, I mean, how much can you discount a price? Um, but this card was about a four or $500 card. So yes, I think that if I knew there was a crack in the back of that card, I may have thought twice about buying it at the price. I thought I got it at a decent price negotiating a perfect slab. And now it doesn't have one. I probably would have come down a little more on that, and I probably would have been able to get it too. Um, what am I trying to say? Both of these, both of these experiences, both these guys were dealers, and they knew I was a dealer because I'm walking around with this lanyard around my neck, showing me I'm a dealer. Do your due diligence when you show up, and I need to tell this to myself too. Um, if you remember back in an early episodes, you know, maybe back six, seven, eight, I bought some cards, some raw cards at a show. And after getting home, I realized that there was, you know, some marks on there that, that they would never grade well. Um, and I assume a lot, you know, when you talk to people and you're at a show and you talk to people and you assume, you know, that you're going to get somewhat some honest information. And I think for the most part, I think most dealers are good for the hobby and most dealers will be completely honest and completely transparent about what they're doing. 
right? Um, as dealers, we all want to get the most amount of money for our cards, but not to the point of dishonesty. Um, and I say this as a lesson, um, this week's lesson, do your due diligence, know how to look up comps, know what you're willing to spend on a card and fully inspect the card. Don't assume anything. Take the card. If it's, if it's in, 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 in a graded sleeve, take it out of the sleeve, inspect the card. Just know what you're buying. And if you're not sure, and if you're not sure of the price, um, find somebody you trust and ask them, call somebody, take a picture of it, right? We have these smartphones. You can take a picture of the card and send it to your friend or somebody, you know, who may know a little more than you and say, Hey, is this, you know, is what I do. I do that an awful lot. I talk about this, you know, I, sometimes the, uh, you know, soccer cards come that really, I don't know anything about basketball card comes. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know if, because I don't know basketball, so I don't know if it's a great card or not a great card. Um, but if it looks like something that I may be able to move quickly and I want to include it in a deal, I will take a picture of it and and drop send it off to the Wolfpack. And I, I, fifteen, if they know, I'm telling you right now, these guys are great. They know I'm, we talk every week, and they know when we're at when I'm at a show, right? So if it's a Tuesday night, and I'll send a message up. You know, maybe take a few minutes, five, 10 minutes, but somebody's going to respond. But if it's a Saturday and they know I'm at a show and I take a picture of this, I mean, those response come back faster than, 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 than an alt looking at, look, you know, taking a picture of something and coming up on all that. I mean, unbelievable. These guys are unbelievable. Uh, and shout out to you, Wolfpack, because, uh, you know, some of the things that I do at these shows, I couldn't get done without you. Um, I made a big deal on Saturday. So here's another thing, you know, with me. And, you know, when I jumped into this hobby, I said, you know, baby steps, right? Small steps, small steps. And and it's interesting that sometimes in my mind, I'm like, I see a card that comes by and I go, wow, that's a big card. Maybe too big for me, right? And I say that in the four or $5,000 cards, right? Maybe that's too big for me. Maybe, maybe I need to be in the 1,000 and 2,000 because, you know, where the market is, nobody knows where the market's going right now, this, that, and other thing. Then all of a sudden I say, well, wait a minute. I've got a lot of ammunition in my case here. Let's make a deal with this card. And, and that's what kind of happened to me this weekend uh, when this big card came. So I made a big deal on Saturday. This is this is a long one on Instagram at waterboybobby underscore sports cards underscore New York. So last week um, I picked up the Zach Wilson Prism Gold RPA uh, jersey number two of ten, um, and that was graded um, an eight ten. I'm not sure. I, I don't know why I didn't put this. I don't remember what that was graded. Um, it was graded though. BGS. I think it was eight. I'm sorry. It was an 8.5 with a 10 on the auto. It had a nice patch in it. Um, I traded that card, the Tua, the XRC, the PSA 10 uh, that I had just received last week. And uh, Jalen Hurts, an XRC PSA 9 with some cash. 
and I traded for a 2018 Panini XR rookie jumbo swatch auto blue. So it, it's it's a Josh Allen RPA Panini XR. It's numbered four of ten BGS nine auto ten. And if you're on YouTube, I'm holding that up right now. Uh, just a really nice looking card with a big chunky patch in it. And you can see it's the whole, it's the, from the shoulder. Um, so it's great. It's a, it, it's a nice three color patch, just a beautiful card. Uh, so that was kind of a big deal I made on Saturday and, uh, just felt great about that, about that deal. And, you know, I just picked that Zach Wilson up and you want to talk about being honest and transparent. You know, I'm talking to the kid, I'm making the deal. Uh, and, and I, I said to him, you know, this card, this Zach Wilson card, one of these cards sold for $6,000 in August or September. Uh, I said, the price is way down now. And I said, it's down even more. I said, because he's not starting this weekend. And he looked at me and goes, well, why isn't he starting this weekend? I said, well, he got in trouble in his locker room, right? So I'm being honest. I'm being honest with him. And he's pulling it up on his phone. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that, you know? So it was one of those things that we made the deal on the fact that, you know, Zach Wilson was not starting this weekend. So I was selling this card because this kid white could go out and fall right on his face. And Zach Wilson's right back in the driver's seat. And this card's worth more a week from now, or this kid white can go out and play phenomenal and Zach Wilson's riding the bench and this card price is down and who knows when it could go back up. So it was a card that I just picked up, like preparing for this show. I just picked that card up on, on Thursday. On Thursday, I picked that card up to put in my case on Saturday and moved it on Saturday. So I was excited about that. Uh, the Tua, not so excited because I knew that was going to be a popular card, but I talked about try not to do too much prospecting, right? So as a dealer, even though I love these XRC cards, um, when I can sell them and I can move them, if I'm moving into something bigger, uh, I'm going to do it. So I was really happy with this, with this sale. Um, and, and he was around all weekend. He was around on Sunday too. He came back a few more times. He was showing me cards he was picking up and cards he was selling and uh, um, had good conversation with him. So it, it was it was a deal that was made that it was a pretty big deal, but both sides were really happy with the outcome of it. And those are the deals that I, I really like. Uh, I had a couple more pickups. I picked up uh, another two. I got rid of that too. So I picked up another one. Um, I picked up, uh, the 2020 mosaic rookie scripts, uh, and I'm holding this up. It's uh, PSA nine. It's a Tua autographed rookie card. Nice card. I picked up, <laughs> I'm talking about, uh, Zach Wilson. I did pick up another Zach Wilson. Uh, this came, this was on a trade. Uh, this was like, um, a throw in on a trade and, and, who knows where this card is going to go, but it's the 2021 Zach Wilson. Uh, it's the obsidian etch rookie autographs number to 100. It's BGS nine auto 10. I'm holding that up there. So being a throw in on that, it's a card that 
Um, I think I could probably move pretty quickly, which I thought I was going to move it pretty quickly. A lot of people were looking at it uh, on on Sunday, but nobody actually pulled the trigger on it. And I think what happened was everybody thought, I'm going to come in and get Zach Wilson really cheap because he's going to be back next week. Uh, and as the game you know, went on on Sunday and Jets were really, really, you know, winning and the quarterback was playing well. I think people are like, oh, maybe I better hold off. Nobody knows where that's going to go. Uh, I picked up a, a few PC pickups this weekend. Uh, 2005 Upper Deck, Alexander Ovechkin. It's a rookie. It's called The Rookies, uh, BGS 9.5. And that's gold. Hold that up for you there. Um, a 2011 uh, Panini Private Signings, Alexander Ovechkin, BGS9. Hold that one up for you. Nice card. And the last uh, was a 2012 Artifacts uh, Jersey Patch Auto Emerald. It's also an Ovechkin. Uh, it's 8.5 with a 10 auto, and it's number 28, 6 of 8. So a few PC pickups for my hockey PC. Excited about that. Upcoming shows. Uh, the next show I'm doing is the last show, December 10th, the Garden State Card show in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Uh, and then uh, the week, a week later, the Big Apple Trading Card Show at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City. That's on December 18th. Uh, and then into the new year, 2023, the New England Card Show at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Mass. That's January 7th. And the White Plains Show, the one I just did this weekend, Westchester Marriott in Terrytown, New York, is back. Uh, for January 14th and 15th. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.